Welcome back, everybody, to the newest episode of Cinema Small Talk. I am your host, Pat, joined by my co-host, Matt. And today we have a very special guest, Matt. Would you like to introduce her? We do. Uh, today's, like you said, a very special episode of Cinema Small Talk here. We are wel- welcoming our first guest, and that guest happens to be my lovely, beautiful wife, Kara. Hi, Kara. Hey, hey. So Kara's here. Um, we're joining. Uh, she's joining us to talk about some of our favorite guilty pleasures today. Um, it's going to be a hot one because there's some fantastic films that are poorly viewed. Maybe not. Maybe so. Uh, some of these are debatable, man. I'm telling you. I agree. Yeah. But that's the fun of it. It's fun. Of it. So, uh, yeah. So, Kara, you get to kind of experience, you know, this is, uh, we're still fairly new in this thing, but uh, you get to kind of see, you know, how the sausage is made, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. This and is it's a not sausage a sausage party. fest anymore, which is nice. It is nice. Yes, it is. Um, so generally we kind of talk about, you know, like what we've seen lately or not. Now, I think you've, you actually listened to the first episode. Um, I somehow managed to talk you into actually listening, um, to your husband talk for an hour. It was good um, background. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, the first one we did was our, uh, Marvel, our MCU list. Yes. Uh, what'd you think? I, uh, thought it was very interesting. Everyone kind of seems to have a different take except for a few movies. Some have their top five in the bottom and vice versa. How how far off would that have been from a list that you would make? Um, kind of far off. Really? Um, I was kind of thinking about it myself. I didn't put together a full list because um, I I didn't want to just throw something off the top of my head. Trust me, that's pretty much what we did anyway. <laughs> it is. No, I I I put my list together over weeks. I, I labored. Did half an I hour, broke pencils. Half an hour before the podcast. I sweated. Um, and that is Matt and Pat in a nutshell. Pretty much. It is. It is. Um. So yeah. Um. What else have we seen lately? Anything interesting? What do we we watched? You uh, seen anything new lately? Either one of you. What do you mean by new? Um, it, just something you've never seen before. Not necessarily a new film as far as release date wise, but maybe a film that we did. You've uh, not seen. What before. did we watch last night, Kara? Is the it was um experiment in terror, Columbia Noir. Yes, um, on the recently uh, launched Sounds Criterion old. Channel. Um, it was it was um yeah Criterion Channel recently launched. And uh, they do programming. So like Netflix, where it's all algorithm-based, they, uh, they curate. Um, they pick, here's some movies that kind of go together. Here's this genre. Here's this director. Um, and uh, they kind of lay it all out there for you, and you can watch what you want, watch it all together. Um, yeah, it was my first film noir. I loved it. I know, Carrie, you've seen a few before. Um, but it was, it was fantastic. What yeah. year did that movie come out? 62. 62? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Jesus. The opening was creepy. Like the opening could have been like I, I likened it very much to like a David Fincher movie. Okay. Um, I don't know if you would agree with that, Kara, but um, it was the opening was very intense. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of started. I don't. Know, I don't want to spoil anything from a movie from the '60s, but with uh, uh, a woman being threatened in a way that, like, being shot in 1960s on a low budget, kind of risque was, for the time. I would say risque. It was just it was it was rightfully like terrifying really like, or, okay. like within the first like 10 minutes so already you got your heart going it sets the tone for what you're going to be seeing the rest of the film it's kind of like this is not going to be your, okay. like it's going to be well done well i saw something uh new release uh last week i saw shazam at the time of this recording shazam just came out shazam. um and i enjoyed it actually uh i've not seen all of the dc uh movies um you know wonder woman man of steel kind of passed on justice league and and batman versus superman um i didn't I, wa- I watched the the batman did versus you? the extended edition did you like it no 
You <laughs> <laughs> no need to elaborate on that. No, nope, okay. we're good. Leave it, leave it as is. I think you would have liked Shazam. Um, had quite a lot of heart to it. Really funny, but not in a like goofy way. I don't feel. I think it's tougher for me. It's like I know it. It looks like a good movie. Um, I don't, I'm sure I'll watch it one day, but I just don't. Um, I don't have the investment in the DC films. Yeah, yet. I'm kind of in the same boat. There. Like I do because it's like I don't know anything about that. Uh, that comic. Right. It's not like I knew anything about Captain Marvel, but I was invested in the MCU. Same here. So, um, but I'll get to it someday. It looks, looked fun. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Now, I know, because uh, you told me this recently, that you finally watched a, I think a modern, fairly modern classic. I guess, even at the time when it was released, it was always considered a great movie. And that would be Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Finally, finally fucking saw that movie. Kara got me to watch it. <sighs> Thank you, Kara. Thank you. You're welcome. Because I've been on him about this one for years, that he needed to see this movie. Yeah, it was, it was really good. So really what did you think about that? I really enjoyed Tim Robbins. He's someone that I, I haven't always loved. Same here. A lot of his work, but I really enjoyed enjoyed. Uh, honestly, like that's it's my favorite role he's ever done. He's done, like, uh, Mr. Griver was another one. He was really, really good in That was a good movie. Did you ever see that, um, No, I haven't. That's just a depressing movie. But I, it's a good she, one. I think she liked it. Clint Eastwood directed it. Um, Jacob's Ladder, have you ever seen that movie? Mm -hmm. It's an 80s movie. That's a trippy movie um he's really good in that though too um but no shawshank redemption is an absolute classic absolutely one of my favorite films top 20 for sure okay. of, of all of all time cool. so I don't, what'd you think of it i liked it yeah just, you liked it well, yeah it's good okay yeah fine. well it's tw on. 20 years old it's not like i'm going to older than that it's like 25 years old now i think it came out in 94 i believe okay it's 25 yeah yeah um yeah i uh what what am I going to add to it? I, 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 that hasn't already been said. I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Would watch again. Okay. Um, it's literally on network TV like, all the time, so you can pretty much pick a day and it's going to be on TV. I enjoyed it. All right, all right. I'm watching a little more Stephen King stuff lately. Pet Cemetery a couple weeks yes. ago. Yeah. Shining. The the, the original, uh, the original film, film version. Yeah, yeah, not the remake. Okay. I was looking forward to the remake. Then I just then all the reviews were kind of like all over the place. Yeah. And I was like, it takes. You know, for me to go to a theater, it's like I need I, I need to be pretty sure I'm gonna see a great movie. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not a big horror guy. I know you're not necessarily a big horror guy either. Not really. Um, not at all. The original get get me to the theater for a horror movie is a feat in and of itself. And having seen the original Pet Cemetery and know knowing that story already, the first movie scared the shit out of me. Granted, I was probably like seven when I saw it. it was yeah. a very long time ago. Still to this day, creeps me out. So I don't. It's like, it's like, I've been there. Don't need that again. I always had confused. Karen and I, I talked about this earlier. Um, I had always confused Pet Cemetery with Frankenweenie, the original Tim Burton short. What? The black what? and white um, live action short. Have you ever seen it? No, but... it's It, it was freaky. It was uh, Disney... Dead children in it? I mean... Disney was... Um, was they... Uh, if I remember right, they were never they never wanted to release it like in theaters because there's gonna be a short in front of another movie. Um, they kind of buried it on a VHS. Somehow I saw it when I was young, and that's it was you know a kid dog dies. What's that type of that dog? I can't. It creepy weird looking dog. Dachshund. It's Frankenweenie. It's probably no, a it's dachshund, not a dachshund, isn't it? It's not a dachshund. It's like a bull terrier or something. No. Why do they call it Frankenweenie? I don't know. Makes no sense. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, but it's got uh, a really bad look. No, it's 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 common here. No, uh, but no, that, that was um, I was confused the two. But no, I enjoyed Pet Cemetery. We saw The Shining. Kara showed me The okay. Shining. 
loved that. That's loved. Yes. It. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there's another classic that matches watches in 2019. Um, but it was, that was great. One of those movies that had a, I think a, I know Stephen King isn't crazy about the way that Kubrick adapted the film and or the book see, into the film. I can see why. I think it's a great standalone piece, but compared okay. to King's novel, because I've not read the novel. Different. I've not okay. read the novel at all. Um, I was as a kid, I didn't even realize it was a novel. You know, I'd hear Stephen mm -hmm. King, I'm like, I don't know who the hell is that guy. <laughs> but um, you know, obviously being a very much grown man now, um, grown that, ass man, grown ass man, as they say, all ass. Um. But The Shining is a phenomenally made film. It really is. Mm -hmm. That movie was, even now, I think more creepy now than it was when I was a kid because you can understand the themes more, obviously, as an, as an adult. So, But anyway, we are off on a little bit of a tangent there, but let's get into the meat of why we are here, folks, and that is Guilty Pleasures. The meaty business of That's Guilty right. Pleasures. That is right. So, I, I, loose definition of Guilty Pleasure, because it could be something different to everybody. Yeah. But kind of what we're going off of here is films that were not necessarily well critically received, maybe not even necessarily well received by audiences, but that we watch as individuals and we enjoy some entertainment value out of it. Right. Whether it's just, you know, hits the right notes because it's funny or if it's got good action or whatever. A lot of times these movies can be some, somewhat a little bit silly in some cases. Sometimes they're just so over the top that it's like, oh my God, it's like, how do you, how do you enjoy that? They just hit the right notes for us. So, um, Matt, do you want to get started? Um, yeah, sure. Um, one of my favorite, um, quote unquote, guilty pleasures that I watch every time. It always shows up on my streaming um, services. I always add it to the queues everywhere. And Kara's like, for the love of God, you are not watching that when I'm around. Um, Event Horizon. Oh, yes. Yes. Now, have you seen Event Horizon, Kara? No, I have not seen it. I've just heard that it's pretty gross out, which I, I'm not really a fan of. You don't want to see people ripping their eyes out and like yeah. showing it to you Especially while they chant in Latin? when it goes to eyeballs, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not up Sam for that. Sam Neill, though. She draws, the, she draws the line at eyeballs. You know what? Yeah. Not, not a big Oedipus fan then, are you? Any film Banshee's where someone's butt. getting stabbed in the eye, I can't watch that. Okay. See, that's like my favorite thing. No, I'm just kidding. But no, Event Horizon, um, I don't know where I, I saw it originally when I was way too young. Same here. Uh, scared the hell out of me. Uh, Sam Neill, I was like, ah, oh, Jurassic Park guy, yay. Um, it was great. I, I it's, it's dark. It's dark sci-fi horror yeah. um, that, I, you know, alien stuff like that's always kind of in my wheelhouse. Right, right. Uh, you, you say I generally don't like horror too much. I do love me some sci-fi sci uh, yes. horror. Yes, same here. It's because uh, only because anything in space, and I'm pretty much there for. Um, yeah. And it's just something about space being inherently terrifying mm -hmm. because it's just you and then the void, nothing. Yes. So, absolutely. and that's Event Horizon is even more right. the void because you're talking black holes. Exactly. Because it's not like a monster so much. You're you're talking, you're bringing religion into it. You're bringing, um, you know, they're. What supposedly going to hell? Well, they leave it. They, they leave it vague, which is great because yeah. this the ship has gone to some whether it's another dimension or whatever. Something so terrifying drove everyone insane mm -hmm. to the point where they all massacre each other in an absolute brutal fashion. Um, and then it's like the ship is almost alive at that point, um, and that is where the kind of the that horror comes into it. Now, as far as it being a guilty pleasure, I, I was kind of on the fence about this being considered that uh, when, when you initially proposed that idea. Um, 
is a fairly well-loved movie, I'd say, by audiences. Now, as far as what critics go, if you look on IMDb, it's got an average rating of 6.7, which I'd say that's that's an average that's an average rating. Um, as far as what it was oh, critically I received, I forgot Jason Isaacs was in that. Yes, he does a very good very good job in that movie, actually. Um, let's see, let's look uh, let's look this up here, Matt. You go ahead and and take this while I look something up here. Oh, okay. Um, no, uh, Kara, I convince you, you. I try to convince you to watch this. Um, you know it. It's got some horror stuff, but just here and there. It's mostly good suspense. I mean, you, you like Alien, right? Yeah, and hearing you talk about it actually um, sounds a lot more interesting. I, I wasn't quite sure what it was about. I just heard yeah, the yeah. gory details. It, to kind of put it, um, basic overview, Pat's already touched a little bit on it, but um, uh, there's a ship that has a new black hole drive that the, they use to um, kind of tra- transverse large, uh, large quantities of space and the ship goes missing mm-hmm. and then suddenly reappears like by neptune and so sam neal's a scientist lawrence fishborn plays the captain of the yes. ship called um oh man what's it called there's a showdown oh, question right yeah really oh um, man you got me on that one i should know this anyway they, they pilot a ship um to do kind of like a search and rescue and uh essentially they find that when the crew activated this gravity drive that they had visited, man, like Pat said, it's vague. It's a different dimension. Um, is vague. it? Ha- is it the hell does vague mean? Vague. <laughs> you in a damn Minnesota <laughs> accent. Um, is it, you know, some version of hell? Um, and it comes back, and like Pat said, the, the entire crew has been driven insane. Uh, they essentially massacre each other, and so it's kind of, and the ship kind of comes alive um, after that, and so it's them kind of fighting the ship and themselves. Um, it's really good. It's really good. Quick aside, the Lewis and Clark was the name Lewis of that Clark. The Lewis yes. and Clark. Now, so. the term guilty pleasure implies that it's the the quality isn't that great. Um, yeah, I, you know, to a degree. Like critically, usually, like movies will get critically panned but still be beloved by people, develop mm-hmm. cult followings. I would say this is definitely this, a cult classic. Okay, this movie was very not least. made to please gen- uh, general audiences right. or film critics. Thirty five on Metacritic was the average. That is a yeah, based on 20 critics. Yeah, mostly generally unfavorable reviews based on 20 critics. So 35 average on Metacritic. So that's a pretty good metric of of reviews. Obviously, tabulates everything, averages it out. Mm-hmm. So that's poor. That is, critics hated it. Yeah. Obviously. Um, most people I know, a lot of our friends and stuff like that, enjoy this film. My brother and I watched this movie. We were both way too young. Um, probably not... F- Probably around, honestly, around the time when it came out, 97, I would have been 11 years old mm-hmm. when this movie came out. So my brother pro- and I probably saw it around then. Th- that movie scares the shit out of him. Like, this is to him is like his scariest movie of all time. It's up there for me as well. But it is one of my favorite sci-fi horror movies. It's just in sci-fi movies in general, it's a very good sci-fi movie, even if you take the horror elements out of it. So, but uh, yeah, I-, I guess it, I guess this would qualify as a goodly pleasure then, right? Given a given a average like that. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I'm watching. I'm just. I'm can't keep taking my eyes off this little recap that's playing on the <laughs> yeah. this website that we're on Metacritic right now. It's like, man, I want to watch this again. Though. I know. I, it's kind of got me wanting to watch it too. Anyway, let's it's move on. Let's, move, let's, let's, let's awesome. move on before we get too hooked into this. Yeah, really, but this is going to become an Event Horizon episode. Um, next guilty pleasure on the list. What do we got? Who's um, um, we got one that, that actually you enjoy a lot, Kara, and him, Matt here, not so much. <laughs> not. Well, 
Which one oh, are we have talking you seen about? This? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Kara. Um, would it be the watch? Yes, it would be the watch. Oh, I enjoy right. the watch. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. I, think, I think he likes the watch, not as much as I do, but I think he appreciates it for what it is. So tell us about the watch, Kara. What what uh, what movie is this? Um, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm I'm not going to worry too much about spoilers because a lot of it's going to yeah, be in the trailer, and yeah. it's not. Well, a lot of you know, these movies are fairly old too, so if they yeah. haven't seen it by now, then I'm sorry. Yeah, it's from 2012, fucked. but um. It has uh, Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn, Joan Hill, and Richard Iowati. And I'm a major Richard Iowati fan, but that's not the sole reason why I like this film. I like it. I like it. Uh, even if he wasn't in it, I'd, I'd like it. But um, it's basically about a group of sort of sub- suburban dads, middle class guys kind of getting together. Um, just a bunch of guys that really want to tell dirty jokes and drink beers, but they get involved with like an alien invasion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's um now I've seen the movie dozens of times. <laughs> um I I it's a good it's well made movie. It's a well made comedy. Um Yeah, it's uh Vince Vaughn, Jonah Hill doing doing what they usually do. Uh kind of that, that classic comedy shtick that they have in each film. I'm not a big Ben Stiller fan, but I will say that uh He's all right in this film. So as as an actor or writer, because he, he does quite a bit. Okay, as an actual human being. Okay. Yes. Some he did against he you stole your lunch me. money or something like he, that. He bothers me. <laughs> 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 no, as um, surprisingly as an actor, I actually liked the um, his. Uh, he's directed um, Tropic Thunder. I'm not sure what else he's directed, but I enjoyed Tropic um, Thunder. I know. I know. I think he wrote. I'm not sure if he wrote directed a uh, Cable Guy. Uh, Jim Carrey, uh, Matthew Broderick. That's not on this list. I ain't gonna be on. This is gonna be on your list. For you, guilty don't like, pleasures? You, don't, you don't like that movie? I don't like Cable Guy. What? No. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Might have some fireworks going on here, people. Yeah. But no, not not a huge Ben Stiller fan. Um, I don't mind him, honestly. Yeah, mind him. The watch has got a good. Um, it's got Billy Crudup in it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he plays the great creepy neighbor. Um, surprisingly, this is the only major uh, film that Richard Iowati has starred in, which seems like a goddamn shame. Uh, yeah, because that is the one unfortunate thing is um, it didn't do well to get his name out there, which honestly no. is probably fine with him. <laughs> it got him some money, but he, you know, there's no pressure to move to the United States or anything like that, and no, not too much limelight, which I think he's fine with. So th- this would definitely qualify, I'd say, as a guilty pleasure, considering critics also seem to have hated this one with a 36 meta score. Yeah. So really, you know. Try not to take what the critics say too seriously, because there could be entertainment to be had in a lot of films that they shit on. Um, this being one of them, um, I enjoyed this movie as well. I thought it was really funny. Uh, big Jonah Hill fan, big Vince Vaughn fan, Ben Stiller. I like. I enjoy his movies. Um, There's some good one-liners in this too. What I like about the film is I get the feeling that most of it, and I think I read this, the majority of it is improvised. I think the director I, I believe said, that, you definitely. Know, be yourself and just kind of say what you want. Stick to the story somewhat. And I think that kind of messes with the flow for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of the scenes in the film almost seem like skits where they were told to just do some witty dialogue, um, sort of as more obnoxious versions of themselves. And um, I, yeah. I, I, I definitely think the ball sucking line was one that Richard <laughs> said uh, as with every ounce of contempt as he said every word. I don't think that was his idea, but I think a lot of it was improvise no you can't just drop that line and what's the line i'm here 
Um, sexy Asian housewife annoys out by the trash cans. I show up, look heroic, and get this. She sucks my balls. That's, that's good. Like, yeah, fantastic yeah. impression, Kara. Yeah, I love it. I'm just going to leave that one at that. Um, Ar- Arlie Ermey, um, also in this. Um, no, it's 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 fun. Funny camera. I think critically, yeah, it got panned. I think Iowati's performance was the only thing that that seemed to be a positive on uh, from most critics. Yeah, and it, and it definitely was. I, I I like all of their performances, but I definitely think he added a when, lot to the film. When they're shooting the cow with the space weapon, or they're just blown shit up when they first find yeah, it, yeah. that's pretty great. It's like, holy shit, did you see that cow? But uh, R- Richard Iowati's own wife said upon seeing the film, it looks like you're some fan that won a contest to be in a movie <laughs> with Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, Joe Hill. And, and those scenes, yeah, it kind of it looks like it, but it's... It's definitely still works and it's charming. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Very, uh, very well, let's uh, keep it in the same vein of comedy um, and go to a sequel, actually, of a much beloved comedy, and that would be Ace Ventura Two. Yes. So. Shaka. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love this movie. I don't give a shit what people say. It is a hilarious movie. <laughs> I may even like it more than the first one. What do you think, Matt? I saw this movie in theaters. I did not see the first one in theaters. Okay. I was too yeah. young. My parents I say you were like seven when that first one came out. Uh, yeah. When did it come out? Like 93, 93 94. 94. Yeah, I've been six or seven. There's yeah. no way my parents would have let me see it. Um, I somehow got to see this one and in the halls of my elementary school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This movie played um, through the mouths of 12-year-old boys more than any film of my childhood. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I had a friend who would routinely come up behind you and do the bat hump <laughs> with, the, with the wings. And, and yep. um, the, this movie always brings a smile on my face. Bumblebee Tuna became like the standard <laughs> greeting that entire year of school when this came out. This came out in 95. So yes. I would have been nine years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nine years old when this movie came out. And... Yeah, this was definitely quoted. I, I quote it to this day. Your balls are showing. Your balls are showing. No, kind of hot in these rhinos. <laughs> like I said, I say that every time I enter my car in the summertime because I have no AC and it's awful and it's very hot in that freaking car. I may as well be in a giant robotic rhino birthing myself every time I, 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 enter, I leave that vehicle. It's awful. And honestly, I mean, that entire Blu-ray copy or DVD or whatever is worth its weight in gold just for the rhino birth scene alone. I mean, I, oh, I barely yeah. even remember the rest of the movie. Just that scene. The, the Where he gets speared me. in the leg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hilarious. That whole, with the, um, oh, what's that actor's name? Um, he's on Living Color as well. The guy, the, who plays the little guy who he fights? No idea. Oh, mm, man. Can't I forget his name. Um, oh, I could probably maybe if we had the IMDb page. Uh, yeah, geez, I wonder. Uh, I wonder how we do that, uh, Matt. Tommy Davidson, credited as the Tiny Warrior, which is eh, pretty much pretty much what he is. But um, now this this movie's an absolute hilarious, hilarious film. Forty five on Metacritic, so slightly more liked than the previous two movies that we spoke about, but still not loved by critics. I don't know a fan of Ace Ventura who does not like this movie. It is. Great, and well, I would absolutely watch a third Ace Ventura movie I, if they made it. I say I don't know if I've ever met anyone who's described themselves as a. I am a fan. I'm an Ace Ventura fan. Nice to meet you. I am twelve year old boys. <laughs> yes, and I. That's pretty think, much where my mentality. Do you think this will be generational? Like you see some movies that become generational. Like you know, like the kids show their parent. Their parents show their kids when they're the right age. It's like you know, I don't know. Whenever I have kids, they're absolutely seeing this movie. Okay, both of them. 
I would love it. Yeah. In 10 years, like, you know, yeah. our sons are quoting this movie still to yes. their friends. That'd be hilarious. I, I'd be, that'd actually be like a crowning achievement as a, as a parent, I'd, I'd imagine. But yeah, um, much much else to say about that other than we all love it and it's hilarious and everyone should love this movie. Yes. So I'm moving on to um, a, I guess a franchise, I guess you'd call it. It was two movies. I don't know if it's constituted as a franchise, but uh, the National Treasure movies. Oh, Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, like at most Nick Cagest. Cagest? Cagest? The Cagest. Cagest. Yes. There you go. Cage Rage. Um, <laughs> Kara got me into this film. I always, I always blew it off because it's like, this looks like hokey hokey garbage it's nick cage blah 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 but you made me watch it karen as like i couldn't stop watching it <laughs> it's one of these things where it's like if i'm doing work in the house or i was doing something outside in the garage um i was like grilling or smoking something that took a while and i just had it on my phone in the background just just to watch and this and the sequel um they're fun wherever you pick up on them they're yeah, they're they, um, they're definitely goofy, but in a good way, an endearing oh yes. way that makes you just want to keep watching. It's just a fun, feel good romp. Right, and it's it's a good adventure movie. Movies love the historical bend it takes because mm-hmm. I love history. Um, you know, I'm gonna steal Declaration of Independence. What's the what's his <laughs> name? Benjamin Franklin uh, <laughs> Gates or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin Gates. Yeah. Yeah, Benjamin uh, Franklin Gates. They established that right in the first, yes. uh, right in the first scene with and John. His Boyd father's name is John Adams Gates, played by John. Um, his grandfather is Christopher Plummer. Um, John Adams Gates. That's just a that's just a great name. And what's John Voigt's name? Uh, just Patrick Gates. And that's the dad. So the, the yeah. dad got screwed. Yeah, seriously. Okay. He wasn't worth naming after historical. That's right. Movie. Sean Bean was the bad guy. Yes, and I don't think he actually dies in this movie. No, he survives, which is surprising because he dies. He's in only movie. arrested. Yes, that's right. Well, that's it's. I think this movie was PG or PG thirteen. So it's, it's PG, Disney, Disney yeah, too. yeah. So they're kind of like brutally murder Sean Bean, like everyone else loves to do. So this is a Game of Thrones. Spoilers. <laughs> Oops. I knew that happened. You knew that happened. Yeah, I think everyone knows. I that didn't happened. even know Sean Bean was in Game of Thrones. Oh, I thought well, he was yeah. in that other medieval movie. Yeah, he's Lord of the Rings. He was okay. Brutally well, yeah, <laughs> Boromir. He well, he died like a badass in that movie. He did. That's that's one of my favorite death scenes of all time. Maybe, you know, that could be a whole episode on itself. Best death scenes in movies. Yeah. I'll write that down, Matt. Write it down right now. I am writing as I speak. You're not. You're not. You're lying. No. He's lying, people. He's lying. He's not writing shit. No. <laughs> so. Right. Um, what's next on our list? I have one that I know you hate, but I will I will defend this movie because it absolutely is a guilty pleasure. I'm not trying to deny that. Another sequel to a popular franchise of a big name superhero, and that would be Batman Forever. So, Matt, I know you absolutely do not like this movie, and I just want to tell you how wrong you are, and uh, do it here in front of your wife, and your, you know. <laughs> I'm prepared to watch and be slaughtered. There you go. There you go. So, give us your thoughts on this movie before before I refute everything you say. So, I actually just watched this movie last year. Okay. So it's still pretty fresh in my mind. Um, this came out, I did not see the Tim Burton Batmans in the theater. I was too young. I just didn't okay. care. Um, I'm trying to think. 
I don't think I saw. I actually saw Batman and Robin in the theater. I did not Ooh. see Batman Forever in the theater. And you but saw? Did you see that before this, you saw the other ones? I don't know. I saw this on. I saw this one on TV a few times. Okay, so this came out in 1995. Batman Forever. That yeah, is. yeah. So I would have been what eight years old. Um, this was the Batman I knew. I didn't necessarily know the Tim Burton Batman's. Okay. So, I watching it. So, as a kid, I was fine. I was meh. I, it they really seeing those two movies really did not like me like did not make me like Batman. The um, first uh, the um, Tim Burton ones. No, no, no. Like I said, I never saw those. Oh, okay. I only saw those okay. last. So you're talking about the Joel Schumacher time. ones. The Schumacher ones. Okay. And so when Batman Begins came out in Nolan, I was like, eh, Batman, yeah. Until I finally saw it, like, wow, this, right, is, this right. is a wholly different character. Um. So I watched this last year. Jim Carrey was good. The best the part of that movie. I would I would agree with that. Um. Chris O'Donnell and that Batman origin story was terrible. The Robin origin story or the Batman origin story? The Robin one yeah. um, where he's a trapeze artist well, or something. The Flying Graysons. I think that was a legit thing. I don't care. It was dumb in the movie. <laughs> it was so dumb. I was. I wish he would have fallen off. Um, he was kind of bland. Uh, I'll, I'll, the, give, I'll give you that. The character, is, is this the one where he's like drawing off his clothes like martial arts style where he's whipping his wet clothes around in uh, front yeah. of Alfred. Yeah, when he's he's doing laundry, I think. <laughs> yes, he's yeah. doing, he's drying his yeah. clothes and so yeah. using the dryer, he freaking does kind of douchey and just like, hey, look at me. Shirtless, I think too, right? With his one earring. towels around. Like trying to like, you know, he's got the hots for Alfred. That's you fine. Saying, That's you probably not saying the way you you're going to... You don't dry yeah. your clothes like that? No, I don't. You're missing out, man. I'm Only when I'm you. trying to just just seduce 80-year-old butler. Um... The the only the only kind of butlers I want to seduce, octogenarian <laughs> ones. <laughs> the um, what was it? Val Kilmer's Batman's fine. I think he was fine. I, I like his, Val Bruce, his Bruce Wayne wasn't as good as as Burton as a uh, Michael Keaton oh, or Bale. No, no but way. But Michael Keaton to me is my favorite on screen Batman. I think. Well, prob- I say favorite on screen Bruce Wayne. I'd agree. I because there is. I think that you absolutely have to make a distinction between. How they portray Batman and Bruce Wayne because they really are two different. They're two different people mm-hmm. operating in one man. You know, it's more that that Batman has to act like Bruce Wayne as yeah. opposed to Bruce Wayne acting as Batman. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I, I, I what do think of Tommy the, Lee Jones in uh, as Two Face. I'm Very surprised. I'm surprised he took this role. It seems like something he would hate doing. I'm sure he hated it, uh, especially working with Jim Carrey. Um, that had to have been great on set chemistry. Um, <laughs> It was, it was non-memorable. Uh, I thought Aaron Eckhart's take on the role was much better. It was a very different take, though. I mean, you're, you're, that's as apples and oranges as it can be. It's the same character. Portrayed and, and written two completely different ways, two completely contrasting tones. So maybe my familiarization, and lo- especially love of The Dark Knight as a film, but knowing Nolan's trilogy so much better, right. might have diminished the way I felt about this. Okay. But, you know, it did diminish um, the Burton films. I absolutely loved those. So, you know, no, I, it's not. It's not an excuse. I can almost see, I can almost see the the Tim Burton ones separate from the Joel Schumacher ones the same. I, I see those separated from Christopher Nolan's movies. Yeah, I can see. Because... Tim Burton set a very distinct kind of tone with his uh, first two movies, uh, Batman and then uh, Batman Returns. Yeah. Batman Returns got slightly more, I'd say, not goofy, but comic booky, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, Joel Schumacher took that and fucking just ran with it. He made it super, super over the top, 
especially with Batman and Robin, which is a a terrible movie. I will say that as I mean, it's got some great one liners, mostly because of Arnold. <laughs> um, but Batman Forever, I thought was a pretty good continuation of where Batman Returns uh, kind of went. It wasn't quite as hammy as uh, as what came next um, with Batman and Robin. Uh, Jim Carrey is phenomenal, I think, as he was perfect as the Riddler in that movie. As, as he was playing a comic book character, he was playing that classic, almost like 60s um, Batman series kind of mm-hmm. style. I think that's kind of what they were going for. Very much, you know, very over the top, very just nuts and all over the place and flashy. Uh, I think I think he is... Very, very good in that role. I think Falcomer did a very solid job as as Batman. Is it the best movie? Absolutely not. I get tons of entertainment value out of it, though. Um, some really cringy kind of dialogue. If you will, we'll go back and watch it now, but um, at the time, oh man, I ate that up. I watched this movie like tons of times on on tape, on TV. That was back in the day. Um, you have Nicole Kidman. Forgot that. Forgot about her. Yeah, um, I, I forgot she was even in the Dr. movie. Dr. Chase Meridian, which is just an awesome name. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah. It's yeah, not it's a, a character from National Treasure. What's that? I'm sure it's not a character from National Treasure. <laughs> yeah, it might be, actually, with a name Chase like that. Chase Meridian. Yeah, really. But, um, nah, I, I, to me, that, that this is the very definition of a guilty pleasure movie. It, it, it A 51 um, on Metacritic. So, obviously, split down the middle. Um, but I think... Fans probably it's probably the same thing with fans. I would say as as with Chris, it's a very kind of divided movie as far as the fan base goes. You either love it or hate it. There's really no. I don't hate it. I just don't like it. Yeah, you're kind of more on that that latter fifty percent. It's like yeah, you, you know, if you didn't, if you never see this movie again, you'd you'd be absolutely fine. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so. like like if this movie were on right now, I would watch it. Surprisingly, I own this movie. Which is, yeah, which I, I find hard to it believe. It was part of a four-pack, and I got the first two Burton films. Okay. It was all $10 for all four films. Oh, well, you can't pass that up. No. So, Kara, have you ever seen this movie? I have not seen any of the earlier Batman since I was about six years old. But you have seen them. I have seen It's just them. been a very long time. I was a big fan of the cartoon. <laughs> I the animated series is... Yeah, the animated series is probably my favorite adaptation of Batman ever. Next oh, yeah. to the um, Arkham video game series, which I know you guys don't really game, but those are excellent games. I, d- I did like the animated series. Yeah, I watched that fantastic. Yeah. Mark Hamill's Joker is the best Joker. I'll fight anyone on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, um, Heath Ledger did an incredible job, and Joaquin Phoenix looks like he's about to do a, an amazing job as well. But to me, uh, my my Joker in my head will always be that 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 laugh that Mark Hamill did with it. Oh my God, it's, it's the best, absolute best. And what they did with that is, is incredible, but that's besides the point here. So, um, yeah, so bottom line is uh, I'm right, you're wrong about Batman Forever. It's a good movie, and you all should watch it. Okay. You might watch okay. it again. Maybe. I do own it. Yeah, you might as well watch it again. Maybe someday when you know, we're cleaning the house, we can put it on in the background. Yes, as you're you know, you know know wiping down stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah, this is on, whatever. Vacuum over it. Oh, I can't even hear it, but, you know, flashy stuff's happening on screen. Which is pretty much, honestly, is really what it is. Yeah. So, but it was it was a very fun movie for this little boy when he saw it, so I enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. I would have liked to have seen, thinking now about Batman and Robin and the Arnold oh, one-liners boy. that you talk about. <laughs> Time to break the ice. I would have loved if they could have had Jim Carrey's Riddler 
and Arnold's yes. Mr. Freeze. Oh my god, say, playing off of each other. That would have been incredible. <laughs> that needs to happen. Oh my god, I, I would, I would, I would shit a brick if I saw that. It'd be fantastic. Oh my god, I don't think I could, I could contain myself. I'd be right back to being a little kid again. Oh man, let me get just, on this. We just cracked the Batman code here. The, the Joel really. Schumacher. <laughs> the Schmoomacher. The Schmoo. The Schmoo. Schmoomacher. Has he even done anything uh, as of late? Joel Schumacher? Well, he did, um, well, Lost Boys was before this. He did Lost Boys? He did. What? Are you serious? That's actually it. a good movie. Wait wait for it to load here and you'll see that he did it. Yeah. Okay. Apparently uh, directed some House of Cards episodes. Um, um, hasn't really done much in the past few years. Um, or, yeah, really hasn't done much in a long time. A Time to Kill. That's the one. That's not bad. What? That was him too. That's actually a good movie. Yeah. The Kill is actually a very good movie. Eight millimeter. He did that cage. after Batman. Okay. Yeah, he did that after Batman Forever. So he did it Batman Forever, A Time to Kill, and then Batman and Robin. Eight millimeter is actually a good movie as well. Talk about Nick Cage. That's a Nicolas Cage movie. That is a good movie as well. So scroll down. Keep scrolling. Uh, let's see. With the Client. Flatliners. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Lost Boy. St. Elmo's Fire. Okay. Wow. An interesting choice for the Batman, uh, considering what yeah, really. he had done before this. Not uh, not a whole lot in a genre specific. I guess the closest thing would be Lost Boys. Um, yeah. If you're going like sci-fi, comic booky kind of stuff. But um, yeah, he did some music videos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and he hasn't really done much since then. But um, yeah, he, I, th I think it was kind of hard to erase is, the stain of uh, Batman and Robin. Is Batman forever the one with the bat tube underneath Bruce Wayne's desk? I think so, actually. Where it's like he pushes the button and it's the big like. Yes. And luge I down into the. Everyone should have a bat tube. He's got a tube. It's like, yes. And and, and everyone is just jealous that they don't have one because they're not billionaires. I love how it just twists and turns to like a, a bobsled course. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> bobsledding is as we popular, go down through the earth to my bat cave. It's yeah. easily the most yep. practical way. So yeah, I mean uh, that that is probably one of my biggest guilty pleasure movies i would say okay well you definitely i mean you hit it on the head that is a guilty pleasure uh, yes because it's not not well loved not even at no, this table it's not but I, I will defend that movie forever i don't care so my um, mom loves it what's just that so you know my mom loves it i mean she's got good taste in movies bro. her mom also a big dune fan like you maybe that's the connection well okay she dune and batman forever Enemy Mine. Who would have thought? Enemy, <laughs> Mine. Enemy, Enemy I like Enemy Mine. Oh that my was God. a good movie. You don't like Every Enemy time Mine? that came on, she'd watch it. Same with Overboy, Overboard, right. the original one. Oh, with uh, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell? Yep. Uh, no, the, the original Dune movie, I enjoyed. I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of the books. Um, Even they all kind of go off the rails later on, but the new one is going to be incredible. So that's, that's, that's a different topic entirely. Isn't there people. like 20 books or... Um, like not quite that many, but they just, the story gets really weird. There's the, yeah, it becomes a worm. It's, it's it more gets, weird. Yes. Yeah. That's what she said. It, it gets really, really freaking weird. It like goes off the rails because the, the original author died. I think his son yep. finished up the story. Mm -hmm. Kevin and, J. Anderson did some too. Right? Uh, yeah. Um, he's done that for a couple authors actually, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, that'll be a discussion in and of itself. Cause have you seen the Dune movie, Matt? I have. Yeah. You have. Do you like it? So you're a big David Lynch fan. Uh, well, it doesn't necessarily always feel like a Lynch film. Okay. Um, yeah, in 
Kara too. We're both big David Lynch fans. Um, it's all right. I think there's a good story there to be had. Oh, yeah. You definitely tell it was not, I don't think, the right director and story uh, fit. It was not. Um, it, I can only it, imagine it what a, a Lynch-directed Return of the Jedi would have ended up like. <laughs> when you told me that, that that was even like a possibility, I was like, it wasn't. No thankfully, way. it was never a possibility because Lynch, really? Lynch told George Lucas, he's like, yeah, you don't, you don't want me. I'm definitely there. not the man for this job. <laughs> yeah. God, can you imagine what we would have gotten out of that? That, that, I don't think like it's too weird for me to even comprehend what we would have gotten out of that. Java's Palace, I can only, that that the, entire bit would have been so... Okay, speaking of guilty pleasures, that would have instantly made that movie a guilty pleasure movie had he directed it, because you know most people would have been like, what the fuck is this? And yeah. there would have been that hardcore group of fans like, oh, this is, you just gotta look at it, man. This is so deep. Okay. Okay, okay. I just don't have a thought. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm about tapped out for this episode. <laughs> Well, guys, I guess we will use that as a, a wrapping up point. So, yes. guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Matt, uh, do you have anything else to say before we go here? Uh, I want a big shout out and a big thank you to Kara for yes. joining us. It was great having you. Thank uh, you. Please, please come back. We want I'm, more. I'm quietly clapping. I'll see what I can do. I'll look at my busy schedule. I'll have my people contact your people. Oh, there you go. I know that's a, it might be a communication breakdown, so we'll see. But uh, anyway, thank you again. Uh, I know I speak for Matt as well. Thank you very much for coming on. I uh, hope... Hope we didn't sound too terrible. Hope we did a pretty good job. Absolutely not. I it was an absolute pleasure to be on Matt and Pat Talk Scat. <laughs> wow, yes, that's the name of it, right? This um, that is the pod. That's the podcast we're recording afterwards. Um, so <laughs> I think uh, I think we need to rearrange the schedule here. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it for today on this episode of Cinema Small Talk. I'm Pat. I'm Matt. Take care. <laughs>